Hello, and welcome to Couch Church Podcasts from Ballina and Lennox Head Anglicans. I'm Reverend Mandy Larkin, and I'm sharing with you today my reflection from Sunday the 12th of November, where our reading was from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. Jesus told this parable to his disciples. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for us and for you. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. I want to begin with just some context for this parable. Jesus has just arrived triumphantly into Jerusalem and then declared the destruction of the temple. It's after this that the disciples come to Jesus privately to ask him, what will the signs of your coming and the end of the age be? Now this particular parable is one of five that Jesus tells to help prepare the disciples for what is to come. The question of Jesus' return has been at the forefront of different Christian groups over the last 2,000 years, at various points in history and at times of global disaster and war. We hear those forecasting the end of the world. We even see it played out on the movie screens. Some people have even stood up and publicly declared that the second coming will be on this day, at this time, and it's going to look just like this. Yet, We are still here and the world keeps moving on. So what are we to make of all of this? Jesus begins the parable by saying, The kingdom of heaven will be like, not it is like. So this parable is looking forward to a future time. The kingdom will be like ten young women who took their torches to meet the bridegroom. Our text calls them bridesmaids, but the Greek word means young unmarried women who are of marriageable age. So calling them young women seems more appropriate to me, especially because there's no mention of a bride in the story who needs attending to. And their torches are most likely those, the ones we see in old movies, a wooden stick with cloth rags at the end, which are dipped in oil and then set alight. So our scene is set, young women carrying torches on their way to meet the bridegroom. Their mission? To escort him to the wedding banquet and presumably the bride who we don't hear about. 
but there's a delay. The bridegroom doesn't come when he's expected. In fact, they wait so long that they all get tired and fall asleep. Then there's a shout, waking them from the sleep. The groom's coming and it's midnight by this time. The fact that it's night is an important symbol to the story. It symbolizes the length of the delay. And it also goes back to Jesus's earlier comment in chapter 24, that the, that like the thief in the night, so will be the coming of the son of man. Now, luckily for our five wise young women, they brought extra oil. So they're able to get their torches lit, ready to meet the bridegroom. Not so the five foolish young women. Their torches are going out. Now it's easy to think that five are good and five are bad, but that's not the point. Jesus is talking here about the character traits of those in the kingdom, the importance of being wise, the importance of being prepared. I have to admit, I always struggled a bit with the wise women not sharing their oil with the foolish ones. I mean, doesn't Jesus tell us to share and to be generous with those who go without? But again, the message goes deeper than that. Because there's some things in life that others can't do for us. Some things that cannot be borrowed. When it comes to being ready for Jesus's return, the preparation of our hearts and our lives is something we are responsible for ourselves. No one else can make us right before God. Others may walk beside us in our lives and in our journeys, but each of us are responsible for the states of our hearts and for our commitment to love God and love others. Jesus encourages us to expect his return and to look for the day. The delay in his return won't work as an excuse for not being ready. This parable encourages us to grab hold of the gift that is today. Mother Teresa said, Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow has not yet come. We only have today. Let's begin. It reminds us that if we wait until it's too late, the door will be shut. Now, it was usually at this point on hearing these kind of parables, as I was a young girl, that anxiety and a sense of fear would begin to creep in. And I'd ask, now, was I wise? Was I prepared? What if Jesus comes back and I'm found out to have been one of those foolish ones all along? And what does it mean to be prepared anyway? The Christian story is a story of hope. Jesus will come back at the appointed time and he will make all things new. We don't know when Jesus's return will be, but it's clear from this parable that it will feel like it is delayed. Like we've been kept waiting, asking, surely he should have come back already. But the Christian life is not about escaping this world and going to heaven. At the end of the age, the Bible tells us we will rise in new bodies and God himself will come down from heaven to dwell with us forever. 
Our behaviour and actions today have consequences that will impact on our future. And our current existence needs to be anchored into his return. So what are we meant to be doing while we're waiting? The good news of Jesus is just too good to keep to ourselves. Jesus came preaching the gospel, making disciples, healing the sick, caring for the poor and lonely, and showing God's love for the world through his words and deeds. He's given the church the same mission until he comes again. We are to tell the story of Jesus who loved the world so much that he came in the flesh to give us eternal life and to show us how we can live embodied and full lives now. Being prepared is being willing to commit to the long haul of obedience. It's living life doing the will of God, choosing each and every day to live according to God's plan with our beliefs and our actions held together. It's a life of prayer and intimate relationship with God as modeled to us by Jesus. A life that is life giving to others as ones who care for and love others. It's not only telling people about Jesus, but also exhibiting God's love. It is God's love which leads people to repentance. It's the love of God that draws people in. Jesus is the hope of the world. We bring the good news that there's hope in Jesus to those who don't know him and don't know his love. Because of his death on the cross, there's victory over sin and death. And because of his resurrection, it means that death is not the end. We can live in the light now albeit a shadow of the life that's promised when Jesus returns or when we go to meet him. It's offering hope to those who are suffering, knowing that Jesus meets us there in the middle. It's the hope of the age to come, where there'll be no more tears, death, suffering, crying or pain. Just as Jesus embodied hope, he has given us the mission of bringing peace and hope into a lost and hurting world. Now, all of that can sound exhausting and like a lot of work, but it's not about striving or being overwhelmed. A time of waiting will include rest. Remember, the 10 young women fell asleep while they were waiting. Our role in the mission Jesus gave the church will be different to those around us and it may change depending on the season of life that we're in. It may be active or prayerful or one of rest or a combination of all of these. Just like the wise young women go out to meet the bridegroom and to escort him to the wedding banquet. May we live as people of hope, expectant for the day and prayerfully prepared for his coming. Amen.